Hey, it's Hockey Prospect Radio brought to you by Fractal Hockey Consulting. Through an integrated series of best business practices, they design solutions for hockey operations and hockey business operations and solutions as well. So we're continuing to talk about college hockey with Mike McMahon, College Hockey Insider. Please read his Substack. It's a must read for anybody wanting to know about college hockey. As we continue on with our preview, let's talk about the Big Ten although they're not 10 teams there, which is confusing to some people who don't realize that. Um, in terms of, you know, there's a lot of players that moved on out of some of the teams, but then more recruits came flooding in, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, you know, Notre Dame, they would have a big flood. Wisconsin went through some changes, obviously, with their with their coaching staff. So from an overall perspective, who do you think at the end of the end of the year, what are the three teams that you really look at and go, okay, they're going to find their way out of this conference and then into the playoffs? More than any other year, the Big Ten to me this year feels as wide open as it's ever been. Because I think you can look at all of these schools and say, they should be good, but there's some questions, right? And I'll start with Michigan. Michigan should be good. Michigan should be one of those teams. They've got to figure out their goaltending situation. Uh, so I was going to point to, yeah. Uh, it didn't look good this weekend, you know, so they've got to figure that out. And, and I think they will, but you've got a bunch of guys that, you know, Noah West has never really had an opportunity to do it. He just, he hasn't, he hasn't played a lot. Uh, they bring in a transfer from Canisius who played really well at Canisius, but again, you're taking a step up going into the big 10 coming from Atlanta cocky. So is, is that going to be able to translate? You just, it, there's a lot of questions there and they still need to figure that out. But they should be there because everywhere else, they're really talented on paper, right? Uh, I think Minnesota should be there. And again, same thing. They, there's always some questions. How are they going to replace the offensive production of a guy like Matthew Nyes? How are they going to replace what Brock Faber brought on the back end? But Minnesota is still a team that when you look at, at who they have, they still have the goaltender. They're still really deep. They should be, they should still be, in my opinion, should, should probably still be the top team in that league. At the end of the year, I think as much as they do have some questions, as all these teams do, they may have the least amount, uh, but they still they, they need some other guys to kind of emerge, particularly to replace Nyes and to replace Faber. Uh, they're the second. Faber's a huge one. I mean, I think yeah. he was the best defensive defenseman in college hockey last year. Like he was a shutdown yeah. machine. So I think that's going to be tremendously challenging because he's a coach's like warm blanket. Because when everything yeah. starts to fall apart, you just chuck Faber out there and he just calms everything down. And it's so hard yep. to replace a guy like that. You have to replace him by committee in some cases. You, you can't you really force somebody else to take that role because he's he's a rarity in, in that case. You see lots of great offensive defensemen in college hockey, but a guy who isn't a big banger and just takes away everything for an offensive player. Yeah. And they've got some guys that I think can take little pieces of that, right? Like, I think Ryan Chesley can take a little piece right. of it. I think Luke Middlestat can take a piece of it. Um, it's going to be harder for Sam Renzel to do it because he's a freshman. But, you know, I think those two guys, because they're returners, could take little pieces of that. And then another one that we don't really talk about him a ton, beginning because there was so much talent on that Minnesota team, I think Mike Coster can, can take a little bit of it too. Uh, right. But it is. I think it's going to be committee, right? And I think it helps – where because Justin Close has been so good for them and he's got back as a grad student like that's going to be really the big one I think he's going to be the one that can can help settle everybody down too just because of the fact that he's been so good but it's going to it's going to be by committee for sure and then so those are the first two 
I, I think those two should still be up there. And then honestly, that third team could be any of them. You know, I, I think it could be Michigan State who are going to rely on a lot of younger players, even at goaltender. But man, they should be a good team. And this right. might on, be the best yeah, team on paper. Down. Yeah, in a long time. In, in in a long time, right? They I wouldn't be surprised if they were the third team. I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame was that third team when you look at what they have on paper. Ohio State and Penn State, uh, you know, they were in the mix last year, and it feels like they're they're gonna be kind of the same as they were a year ago. And then we have, you know, who knows what Wisconsin's gonna look like, but they should be improved. They're they're gonna be better than they were last year, that's for sure. Well, I mean so they're gonna have a feels, bird under their saddle for sure. Yeah. So you know, it feels like that that third could could be any of them, which uh, makes it feel as wide open as that league's ever been. And it always usually is because the Big Ten teams, like we talked about, they they get so many of those top recruits. They're always they're always right there, right? They're always right up there nationally when we talk about the pairwise and stuff. Those Big Ten schools are are always in that mix, and it feels like this is a year where, you know, for a while it was six out of the seven because Wisconsin had always struggled. This year feels like it could be all seven of them. That, that could be in the mix and in the hunt for uh, an NCAA tournament spot. Then out of like, we'll take away, obviously, you know, Michigan and Minnesota of the rest of the teams, who has the best goaltending in your, your opinion? Like what team has the best goaltending that can help them make a run? Cause I got to be at least try to be third or push into that top two and then try to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I would say probably Notre Dame. You know, I think yeah. it's probably Ryan Bischel, um, just because he he's kind of had the the most track record there. Uh, he's back as a grad student. He played extremely well last year. Uh, I think he was he pretty much played every minute for them last year and on like a nine thirty save percentage. So B- Bischel feels like he's probably the guy, only because we don't know what Trey Augustine is going to look like at Michigan State. He looked really good over the weekend, and he right. could be one of these guys that comes in and in his a standout because for whatever reason, it feels like the goaltenders have the easiest transition. And it, it just, it, as far as their, their numbers in junior translating as a freshman. Right. Uh, I mean, I how much of that, that is, but. that's, I mean, I think Trey August, might be a little bit different situation only because he comes from the program and he gets yeah. insulated by that. So he doesn't face a lot of rubber and he has to really super, super focus because he's playing on an all-star team in the program. So, you know, all of a sudden, if you're on a team that's going to like give up a lot of shots, then that's a big adjustment in terms of what you did before. Yeah. And I'd have to look back into and see what his numbers were in these games. But what I always like to do, and I haven't done it with him yet, is whether it's it's players or it's a, a goaltender, look at what they did in those exhibition games they played last year against NCAA schools. Yeah. Because you can make the argument, th- those program kids come in and they're kind of sophomores right like they, yeah. they kind of played their freshman because sometimes they'll play and i don't know what their schedule was last year i'd have to go back and look he may have played 20 games against ncaa right. programs last year yeah <laughs> you know and, just and what, were her, what were yeah what were his numbers in those games and and that is kind and against, of their against freshman whom, right yeah yeah and, and against who exactly so uh, i think that makes that transition a, a little bit easier because he there's no there's no mystery on what to expect. He's played in a lot of these buildings. He's played against a lot of these teams. He kind of knows what to expect, but it is going to be an adjustment. Like you said, it's going to be playing on a different type of team. Uh, the systems are different. He may see more rubber than he saw a year ago. Uh, so I think he's got the potential to, to be that guy. But if, if I were to put my money on somebody, I would I'd put it on Bishop just because the track record's there. Uh, Wisconsin, what kind of bounce back year do you think they could have? Because there's going to be a burr under their saddle. They got a new head coach. 
and they're out for redemption. They're out. Yeah. They're out to prove some stuff too. Uh, yeah. Right. They, they're, they, there was a lot of talent on that team before Mike Hastings got there. And I think sometimes we forget about that. Uh, it's just, they were never able to get it all put together for whatever reason. And I think he's a guy, I think that staff is going to be able to bring it together, especially considering the, the, the talented younger players that they already had. He went out and complimented with guys out of the portal. Some of them from Minnesota state right. uh, that, sh- that should be able to bring that Minnesota state culture to Wisconsin. And they're not going to play the same way as, as Mankato. They're not going to have to. They're, they're, they're going to have more talented players, skilled players. So they aren't going to have to play the same way as far as, uh, as playing as defensive as that Minnesota State was very defensive-oriented, oriented, and then it was capitalizing on mistakes, attack and transition out of turnovers in the neutral zone. They can play – they could be a little more creative at Wisconsin because they've got better players uh, in, in terms of like that, that top-end right. offensive talent. So yeah. I, I think what they're trying to do between the coaching staff going there and and taking the guys that they took from Mankato in the portal was as much about taking good players as it was bringing some of that winning culture with them to Wisconsin to help that room feel a little yeah, different. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, and, and I think they're going to lean, even though they're new players, I think they're going to lean on those guys to, to bring some of that, you know? 100%. We'll take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We come back. We have one more segment before we get into hour two right after this.